Hello, everyone. Hopefully, uh, I have started on time. I think I did. This is, uh, you know, we're still a little unset on the name, but I think we're going to go uh, uh, an offset of the Crush Fam, uh, known as Serious Business, uh, where we document oral histories of important people in the PBE and uh, learn more about the league from them. So today for our first ever episode, super excited. I uh, have one of, I believe, the longest tenured head office members ever, uh, Mr. Poe. How are you doing today, sir? I am doing very well, and I uh, appreciate you inviting me on the pod. Yeah, really excited to have you here. Um, so before we do dive into this, I do want to ask, I, are you the longest tenured head office? I am currently the longest tenured head office member. Uh, I'm not sure. Hmm. who the longest tenured in the history of the head office was. I, I suspect that there were people that were in it longer than me, um, hmm. but I'm, I have never actually looked into it. I, I feel like the, the, the average tenure is somewhere between one and two real life years. Um, I'm at a bit over a year and a half. So hmm. I'm sort of on the high end, uh, but you know, I joined in, in the league in season fourteen, so you know, I, I think Madge was in the in the head office for a long time, quite possibly longer than me, but I, I'm really not sure. Interesting. Um, okay, that will be noted. If anyone is listening to this and has like any form of like measurable statistic as the lengths of head office members, uh, feel free to let us know. And then, of course, uh, Whitney in the booth is. Uh, my podcast best friend ever, Mr. Cantherion, uh, who hopefully hasn't dove into out of the park baseball too quickly. So, how are you doing, Mr. Cant? Great. Yeah. No. It's listen. I'm not going to start that up until we get into a lengthy discussion. I will. I will give you my fullest attention until I'm absolutely certain it's not necessary, and then I will dive into the latest <laughs> missions and drops. Oh, that's good. You know, I I love um I love the crossover this league has with uh, Out of the Park because of I every other sim engine I know uh does not use their sim engine both recreationally and for the league uh, like PBE does. So, uh but you know, this is not an Out of the Park podcast. So, Mr. Poe, are you ready to begin the most high intensity interview in the history of the league? No. Sorry, I'm gonna. I'm not ready either. So I'm gonna. gonna I'm gonna hang up. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Alrighty. Uh, so first, uh, this is a Crush Fam, uh, tradition. And even though we are not in the Crush Fam, it's cool to start off with it. Uh, so first, I want to know about you as a person, Poe. Uh, how did you get into baseball as a whole and PBE? Sure. So I'm one of probably the the older members of the league um i'm 44 in real life uh so i've been around for a bit i got into baseball you know i was always a, a giants fan i grew up in the san francisco bay area sure. um technically i should be an a's fan because i grew up in the east bay but my dad was a giants fan so i became a giants fan but growing up you know i, I was more of a sort of a dilettante fan like you know, if I if I happen to be scrolling the channels and I came across a Giants game, I'd go, oh, great, there's a Giants game on. I'll watch some of this. This is excellent. Go Giants. Um, but I didn't really become a, a huge baseball fan slash nerd that I am now until 
I graduated college, and that was the same year that um, what is currently known as Oracle Park was then Pacific Bell Park opened in San Francisco. Uh, and I don't know if you guys have ever been there. I don't know where you're from, but it's an amazing, beautiful, wonderful place. It's heaven on earth. And I started attending games there, and it some, something about it just made baseball come alive for me in a way it never had before. Um, so for the last you know 20 plus, 20, 21 years now, I've just become more and more obsessed uh, with... <laughs> all things baseball and with the giants um got you know i've had a lot of great experiences especially you know sure. that 2010 through 2014 run was pretty magical i got to see a lot of really amazing games and uh and it's big just become a really big part of my life wow. that's um that's very good to hear yeah uh, the best park is actually canal park home of the akron rubber ducks but i'll give you a close second I'll, I, I can see I can see the point. <laughs> I like that you brought up. Um, so I am a Cubs fan, but my wife is a Giants fan, and so we've gone to a bunch of games at what I like to refer to as SBC Yahoo DSL Park. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I would I would definitely I would stick with the actually the second best or second most beautiful park in the league only because of PNC Park, only because PNC is like idyllic to me. But, yeah, I've heard um, I've heard good, great things about PNC. Yeah, and 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 I feel like a a big part of going to to now Oracle is is the you know staying somewhere in the bay and then like you know taking like the ferry over and mm-hmm. um, it's kind of like it's it's all an experience which is yeah. it's kind of unique to that park. But um, yeah, I live I live in New York City now. Um, I've been here for six years, and I love New York, but it is very sad that I do. You know, I used to go to about twenty games a year, uh, so now I get the three games against the Mets. <laughs> Not quite the same. <laughs> um. So that leads us from unimportant baseball to real baseball. How did you find and get into the PBE? Well, those are connected, of course, because I was on uh, the Giants subreddit on Reddit and <laughs> yeah. saw the recruitment post there. Um, and uh, I, you know, I remember reading the post and just going, "What the, what the hell is that? Like, is it <laughs> is it baseball role playing?" I definitely, you know, when I read the post and first joined, definitely thought that kind of the role playing aspect was going to be a much bigger piece of it. Um, and, you know, I haven't played in a long time, but back in the day, I used to, to play Dungeons and Dragons and various oh, yeah. other role-playing games. So I was, of kind, of, I was kind of into that. Um, you know, since joining and discovering that the role-playing is kind of very optional and not really critical, uh, that's fine. That didn't really disappoint me. Um, in a way, it kind of makes it a little less effort, which is nice. Um, <laughs> that was my first impression was sort of like, okay, it's like kind of like, Dungeons and Dragons baseball, like this sounds cool. <laughs> um, so you know, I went, I went in and, and joined up, and it, it was uh, yeah, just I think about three days before the season fourteen draft. Um, so uh, it kind of was a whirlwind from there, just getting involved and in, in learning the league. Uh, when you were getting started out in PBE. Was was there something in particular about it that really drew you in? I mean, I I really I I don't know if there's one thing in particular. It it 
it just it it was such a unique thing as i you know started gaining an understanding of what it was i had just never there's nothing quite like the pbe you know there's 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 fantasy sports and there's you know there's playing otp and i i had never played it but i had heard of otp i sort of vaguely knew what it was but this this weird combination of of you know being on the forums and being on discord and earning tasks and you can do some role playing if you want to but you don't really have to and you can write media and you play fantasy baseball within the league and it's just like there's so many weird little pieces and it's just very unique um so that was exciting and you know like you know the other pieces that i love baseball but i sucked at baseball when i played (laughs) or when i play now i mean i am it's like it's embarrassing it's i i understand the concept of how you swing a bat like i get okay you you know you move the hips and the hips pull your body no it's just like it's just all flailing limbs and just garbage like it's terrible (laughs) so the thought like okay here's a way i can play baseball but you know actually maybe be good at it in a way was kind of exciting to me um and then you know like everybody says it it ultimately becomes about the community and um you know, it's kind of the cliched thing to say in the PBE, but it also is the true thing to say. Is that what what is what probably keeps you around the longest? Yeah, I mean, it's. I feel like we've talked about that a lot here, and just yeah, the community is the big thing. I do have to ask though, because you you kind of in passing mentioned it, um, how you were kind of excited about you know the the different ways to interact. Do you see the forums as a benefit? Um, what? <laughs> it depends on how you you look at it. No, I mean, no, okay. the, the, obviously, JSync is bootylicious, right? Like, it, it's it, you know one thing. I literally like lie in bed at night, and I like one of my things that I do to try to fall asleep is I I sort of like daydream scenarios. I sort of concoct scenarios in my head. I'm like, what if? aliens came and like put me in charge of fixing the world what if you know like i could fly how how would that go and one of the things i danger about is like what if i won the lottery and could just like hire a bunch of coders and people to like run the pbe and like make it amazing (laughs) so i've you know i've thought through like it would be awesome if we had a bespoke website that like did everything really well um at the same time though it's really important that we engage the user base and having this kind of clunky forum that requires work to, to like it requires people interacting and doing a lot to make it work is actually a good thing in some ways because it creates more jobs. I mean, we, you know, we could have a website where updating and everything is super automatic. And I think it's, is it the VHL SHL I know there's one of the hockey leagues apparently has a, a website that does a lot of this stuff automatically. And, and you're like, yeah, that would be good, but it would also kill a lot of jobs. Um, <laughs> and, and we want people to have jobs that, you know, jobs lets people earn money to buy equipment and it, and it, and it creates engagement with the league. So, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's clunky and it's messy and it would be great to have something better, but I don't see the, you know, I don't see the forums as a bad thing. I uh, I appreciate that Poe just accidentally made an economic argument against um, automization. 
workplace. So Poe's, yeah, he's a man of the people. <laughs> I, I mean, maybe maybe Poe is secretly Amish, and we have no idea. But <laughs> yeah, you know, um, we'd have we'd have to like we took away all the jobs. We'd have to have universal basic income, which you know, that's... I'm a big I'm a big fan of in real life, but in the PVE, I don't know if it's the way to go. You know, I um. I always hear a lot of um, older users talk about how easy it is to earn now in yeah. a negative way. I think it is amazing how many ways there are to earn money in PBE because the last thing a sim league should be is overwhelmingly difficult. And I feel like a lot of people don't feel that same way. I mean, I see it both ways. Like, sure. I think that... I do think it's a little too easy to earn money. Um, you know, in particular, what we're doing right now is it's kind of stupid how much we pay for podcasts, in my opinion. Um, like, this is fun and not hard. Like, I'm totally enjoying having a conversation with you guys for an hour and we'll get paid, what, like $4 million? Like, it's kind uh, eight of because of double. You know, double media. Like, that's yeah. just <laughs> like, no, I don't agree with that. Um, Hummus and I have had many, many an argument in HO. It's a over very this controversial issue. topic. Uh, but I mean, yes, I think that, you know, what I find interesting is that, and, it, and, it's, and it's actually something that, that is a challenge for me and has been a challenge as an HO member, is to recognize that the way that I view the league and my commitment to the league is not typical. Sure. And that to have a successful league, it we do need to cater to people that don't want to spend a hundred hours a week on it. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it is important that there are a lot of ways to earn money and that, you know, I, I do think max earnings should take effort, but it, it doesn't need to take as much effort as I'm willing to give it. Fair. Yeah, I I think that's that's why we're big fans of HO on the Crush Fan podcast. It's like it, it's different perspectives and um, and yeah, and it's funny because I've I've heard that so many times. I've read that so many times where people are like we overpay for a podcast, and then I'm like, then do a podcast. What? <laughs> so what's stopping you, right? So why aren't you doing a podcast? And the answers are like, well, I don't have the time. I don't know how to set it up. Uh, I'm an introvert, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, exactly. So that's why the podcasts make what they make. And and until, I mean, it, again, it's one of those things where, yeah, if everyone in the league starts doing podcasts, maybe there's a reevaluation. Maybe maybe things have to be taken into consideration. But as it stands, there are, you know, like we're the only really running podcast right now. Like there's other ones that occasionally post. We talked about the, the Family Therapy podcast coming back. Um, which w would be awesome because they have a huge production value and they're, they're a lot of fun to listen to. But um, otherwise, it's kind of like a scattering and, and smattering of, of like randomness. So I don't know. I don't know if it's overpaid or not. Yeah, I mean, I've I've definitely come around to it more than than I once was. Sure. And I've I've been on a few and I've I've enjoyed it. So it's, it's good. <laughs> All right. Uh, so. First of all, before I get into player history, um, <laughs> this would be a horrible mistake to make, so I'm just going to make sure. Your actual player is named Scott Poe, right? Correct. Well, yes, except for I just recreated as yes. yeah. Poe Scott. <laughs> all right. Um, so, looking at the history of Scott Poe, I know you have played for 
Buffalo. I know you're ending your career with Buffalo, and your first team was the Slots. Uh, what other teams did you play with? So I, I came up with, with the Slots, and I was just the Slots for the majority of my career. I was okay. selected by Buffalo in expansion. Um, that first year in Buffalo, when they clearly weren't going to make the playoffs, they traded me to Sarasota before the deadline to try to get some, some capital. Um, so I was on Sarasota for, you know, a third of a season at most. Uh, the next season, I was with the Demons uh, and had the pleasure of losing the World Series. <laughs> and uh, then this last season, I re-signed with Buffalo again. Okay. Um, so out of, I will give you a, a choice of what question to answer here. Okay. Um, you can either, uh, out of the teams that you played for, which did you have the most fun with? Or if there was any team in the league that you wanted to play for but didn't get the chance to? I mean, I could answer both. Uh, you know, the, it's like the easy answer is the first question, and it's obviously the slots. Like, they were my team. They're, they're who brought me up. I won a World Series with the slots. Um, that, you know, Juosu is an amazing GM. Um, sure. My relationship with her is been really funny because you know she's uh as a gm my 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 i kind of have two relationships with her i have the like player gm relationship and the gm ho relationship and they're very different i kind of as a ho member i kind of hate her um <laughs> as a as a player i love her um but it's you know she just runs a great team and is smart and is good at what she does and uh, has a good locker room and you know, I, I came up with, you know, sort of a, a a team that of players that were growing together and we sort of got better and better. And we, you know, were in the mix for a few seasons and we got over the hump and won it one year. And then we almost repeated this the next year. Um, and that was just a, a wonderful time. It was really fun. Good. I do hear that. Uh, in terms uh -huh. of, you know, other teams um, that I'd love to play with, I, I think I would go with New York just because... Yeah. I, I like a lot of their users. They're, they have a lot of users um, that I'm friendly with. Uh, they're also a very well-run organization. Um, and then I, I've always had kind of a, a special friendship with Babs uh, because his player, Menard, was also in my class. And, and he and I were always battling it out for top TPE in the class and for sort of being the best player in the class. Um, in the end, he got the edge on me. Uh, and you know he's a a lock Hall of Famer, whereas I'm kind of more of a borderline borderline Hall of Famer. Um, but yeah, I think New York would have been a fun team to play for. Sure. Yeah. So and, and uh, oh, of so course Tom Shue. Happy birthday, Shue. Oh yeah, of course. Fire um, Tom Shue. What? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, on the same topic of Mr. Scott Poe. What was when you created, uh, which is man, it's it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when you created, did you have any uh, particular goals or expectations, and did you meet them? Um. So I'm actually uh, working on an article that I'm going to post probably on Sunday. That's sort mm -hmm. of a retrospective on my career. So I've actually just nice. been looking at at some of this. Um. And uh, I've been going through, you know, like my post history. And so, so to give a little preview, I actually, in my first media post that I, that I ever wrote, 
which was like the media post you do for your rookie tasks. It was Scott Poe's career aspirations. Okay. Um, at the time when I created my, my intention was to be like an OVP guy, like kind of a fast, you know, lead off hitter type. Um, I ended up kind of changing the focus of my player after a couple seasons, but that was sort of the initial intention. Um, all the goals. I also like when I wrote the article, I didn't really understand that. I don't think I even got that. We only played a hundred game seasons. So like I put a bunch of numbers that kind of translated more towards a major league career, but you know, I put lofty goals with something like, you know, have a 300 career average and a 400 career on base and a 500 career slugging and, you know, have, have 3000 hits and 250 home runs and all that sort of stuff. Um, like I didn't meet those cause they just were most of them cause they weren't realistic in the PBE, but like I definitely exceeded, I think what could be expected given what I knew when I joined the league, like, you know, I created and had no idea and maybe <laughs> the SIM, maybe the SIM just loved me. Maybe, you know, I did get good advice on my builds from legally blind gamer as my minors GM and then Juosu as my majors GM. Um, but I, you know, I, I would argue that, I'm probably going to make the Hall of Fame, and it's pretty hard to say that I didn't meet my goals if that was the result of, you know, of where my player made it. So, sure. yeah, it, it went well. That's, uh, that's very good to hear. Um... Yeah. The, only goal, the only goal that I didn't make that I had is that I really wanted to win an MVP, and I, and yeah. I felt like I had a player that was capable of doing it, and I just never quite put together a full season it was sort of something where it was always i'd have that one month where i would just be garbage and the you know the rest of the season if i had had the same as the rest of the season that one month it's like i would have been an mvp for sure but sure uh, you know my sort of three or four top seasons there was always something that held me back a little bit so that was frustrating i mean that's that's the uh, the nature of Honestly, you know, a lot of people talk about it as if it's an out of the park thing. It's a baseball thing. There oh, is yeah. a lot of arbitrary results in the sport. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, you... people say the sim, the sim is going to sim, but like baseball is going to baseball. The sim is actually very good at representing what baseball is actually like. Yeah, and I was just gonna ask because uh, you know you mentioned that you know obviously like the community is the big the big focus, but you've also mentioned you know it, it, you, uh, more than a passing interest I think in your player stats and performance. So mm-hmm. so how do you deal with you know when when the sim gonna sim you know what's your what's your kind of coping technique or how do you how do you deal when you know the things don't quite go the way that they should be going. I mean, I, to be honest, like I never really did have to deal with that like. But, you know, part of it was the era that I came up in. It was definitely easier back, you know, my first major season was uh, season 16. um, And you could actually, like, be good as a, you know, rookie uh, back then. Um, So, you know, I I was rookie of the year and I, you know, sort of immediately had success. I was rookie of the year in the minors and I was rookie of the year in the majors. So... I sort of immediately was good in both leagues um, and stayed good. So the, yeah, there were seasons where like I wanted to be the best and wasn't the best, but I was always good. And until I hit, you know, regression. And so like the last couple seasons, it's sort of been like, ah, uh, like kind of sucks that I'm 
old and not that great anymore, but it's regression. So it's expected. Like, I don't, you know, it's not, I can't really complain. Like I've had a great career. And so, you know, I'm hoping I can hit one war this year in my last season. Um, But probably won't, (laughs) but that's okay. Like it's, so I, I never really had to deal with that much disappointment. Yeah, I, I mean the the whole rookie of the year in both the the minors and the majors. That's that's only a hand handful of players have done that. Um, let me just check. Yeah, it looks like um, I think I think three, something like that. Yeah. Three, or, three to five. I think five. I looked it up once, but I definitely haven't looked it up in a long time, so I, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't know the current numbers. Yeah, one of them. One of them is mine. But you know, I mean, it's it's it go. does make it easy. It does make it easy when you're like when the sim just like hands you winning, and you're just like, yeah, I guess I guess I'm good. And so yeah. It's easy to not get frustrated. That's definitely that's definitely part of it. Yeah, just I mean, be like lucky. This, this season yeah. is I'm on track to be my only season of my career with a OPS plus under a hundred, and I'm at wow. ninety five. So, like, yeah, I've always been, I've always been good. Mm. Okay. So uh, now we get to move on to the uh, section that specifically talks about uh, your job as head as a head office member. So, uh, looking at our very in depth, uh, of course, we have a research team being paid zero dollars, and it's me on the forums. <laughs> but uh, looking at our in depth research, uh, you were hired just. Hello? And he died. Oh, he's gone. You were hired something. It's all going to catch up real fast, and we're just going to hear I, a blurb of audio. It's going to be great. I think I was hired in February or maybe early March of 2020. I can't. Yeah, I think, I think... He, he, um, he said season 17, February uh, 24th, 2020. That sounds right. I think it was it was right before the pandemic started. Uh, so I believe oh, he's, oh, he's going to come back. Welcome back. Hi, my apologies. Um, no I worries. I'm just, just shutting off sometimes. <laughs> uh, what did you hear from me last? Uh, you were going to ask me when I joined, something about when I joined HO. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to know uh, season 17 as the number I have down here, but I wanted to know why you applied for head office and if you thought you had a good chance of being accepted. Um, I um, thought I had no chance. Uh, <laughs> it was, you know, it was my, if it was season 17, which sounds right, it was my fourth season in the league. So I felt like I was still very new. Um, I had only had one job and had had it briefly and not done it very well, which was being a rookie mentor. Um, and so just sort of, but, you know, like, it, it sounded great. Like, I, you know, I was really into the league, and I was like, I have ideas about what could make this league better. Like, this would be the place to be to, to try to implement these ideas. Um, but the head office... You know, I think that one of the things that Hummus has done that he, I don't know, maybe he gets credit for it. I don't know. He, he, uh, my perspective is warped, but I feel like he probably doesn't get enough credit for it is really bring more transparency and visibility to the head office. Um, at the time, it was not visible. Like, I, I knew that Johnny was the commissioner, 
I'm not sure if I even really knew who the other head office members were. Um, I had never really talked to Johnny or seen Johnny post much of anything or, or do anything publicly. So it was sort of very cloaked in secrecy. But I was like, well, they're hiring people. I, I may as well apply. Um, so, I, yeah, I had, I, had, I had no expectations. I, but I, I figured, you know, by applying, I'll at least sort of put my name on the radar. And then maybe somewhere down the line, they'll, they'll hire me. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think um, I don't think Hummus gets credit for anything, uh, mostly because it isn't entertaining or funny to people when he does. So they just he just gets blame. I'm pretty sure. So that's that's cool to hear. Like, well, he is stinky. Like he is very <laughs> stinky. There you go. There it is. That's that's more what I'm just hearing. Fair, he himself loves the jokes as well. Like oh, yeah. whenever I try to credit Austin Bentley as being a good player, he is the first person to be like, "No, I am trash." <laughs> hummus has a, a fantastic sense of humor like yeah, really absolutely. really good sense of humor and again we can only say that because he isn't in the podcast so if he was here yeah. we would never to his face admit that <laughs> even though he'll probably listen it's okay so when you were accepted how did the authority of, of becoming head office, especially so young in your time in the PBE feel like, like at the beginning, did you feel anxious or worried or concerned that you weren't going to do well? I think so. I, I think that they made it pretty easy on me. Um, it was a good group when I joined, uh, you know, uh, I sort of indirectly criticized Johnny a little bit just now, but like Johnny was a great commissioner. Um, and, you know, he wasn't, he, his style was very different from Hummus's, but he did a, a fantastic job. And when I came in, um, you know, it was him, it was uh, LGM and Symmetric and Wombat, and they were were just super welcoming and sort of didn't, they didn't kind of throw me to the wolves. They, they let me poke around. They let me figure out what I wanted to do the most. Um, uh, so it, it, it felt great. I mean, it felt like, oh, I'm an important person in the league, and uh, I really just enjoyed it from the moment I joined. Hmm. Very good to hear. Um, I actually had this question for way later, but you've already brought it up, so I, I feel like it's a good time to touch on it. Mm -hmm. um, how do you compare the personalities? And I certainly have. I 100% want to get Johnny in for an episode because he's such an interesting dude but yeah. from your experience how do you compare the personalities and leadership styles of johnny de Hummus? yeah they're very they're very different um, yes <laughs> you know johnny is you know much more reserved much less public facing you know hummus wants to be on, you know, on the streams. I don't know if Johnny ever was on a stream. Um, you know, Hummus writes his, his, uh, why am I blanking on what he calls them? His media pieces talking oh, about. Uh, commission on my mind. Right? Commission on my mind. Yeah, he writes the commission on my mind. So, you know, Johnny didn't do those. Um, so they're, you know, their public persona is very different. Within HO, Johnny was more. Um, I would say he was more definitive. He kind of knew what he wanted to do. 
Um, he didn't, it, it's not like he was a dictator, but he was a little, Hummus is a little more go with the flow of where the rest of HO, and, and to be honest, like, I do a lot of the driving of the agenda within HO. Um, uh, and, and Hummus is kind of more willing to, to sort of take a lot of time and listen to everybody, and whereas Johnny was sort of like, oh, we need to do this, let's do it. Who's going to do it? Okay, we need to do this. Who's going to do it? Great. Sort of checking things, checking boxes, whereas Hummus is a little more, let's talk about this and get all the perspectives and figure out what we want to do. Um, so it's just sort of a different styles, but they both worked. They both worked. And I think that Johnny took the league through a, a difficult time. You know, obviously Madge was, you know, probably the most important person in the history of the league. Um and the league wouldn't exist without him, literally. <laughs> and when he wanted to step down, I, I, you know, I think a difference, but, and people might take this as a knock on Johnny, but I don't think it's a knock. The, a big difference between Johnny and Hummus is that Hummus really wanted to be the commissioner. I don't think mm. Johnny really did. Like, Johnny was the commissioner because there needed to be one, and he was the best man for the job, and he was willing to step up and do it. But it, he wasn't like, this is my ambition. Um, sure. Whereas Thomas was like, so like, he really like, he loves being the commissioner. He wa- And he does, and he's fantastic. That's neither of this. This isn't a knock on either of them. But it, it, it informed a little bit, I think, about how they did the jobs and how they looked at the jobs. So for Johnny, it was a lot about like, okay, how can I stabilize the league? How can I make sure that the, all the stuff that Madge has done continues he also oversaw a couple of expansions, which are very, very difficult, um, and uh, and just really, really did a great job. Hmm. Yeah, I think the main reason. Um, so, so all your points are great, and I love that it's just, it's just different styles. And um, I think I would I give a slight edge to Johnny Times Two only because his name is so much cooler. Like it's literally <laughs> a Goodfellas reference versus Hummus God. Come on, man. <laughs> You're not a god. How many times do we have to tell you? That's great. <laughs> Hummus God right. does allow for lots of jokes around the name, though. True. Um, okay. Stuff, so it's it's good. Uh, Bummus Bummus God is one of the funniest <laughs> nicknames in the league. Yeah, that's um, fair. It's unfair that he gets both Bummus God and Austin Benchley because both of those are astoundingly funny. Um. <laughs> Poe, did you ever see um Hummus loved the video. He posted it everywhere, but it was the I think this year's All-Star Game hype video. And they show um they show the one conference the one conference's players and they have like the super hype like highlight music that that's in every sports video and they're making like amazing plays. <laughs> And then they get to the other conference, and the Mickey Mouse clubhouse theme starts playing. I think I watched this video. It's so good. I, I just uh, ask Thomas, and he'll have a link. It's so good. Um, but the slander in this league is, is too funny. Um, and that does lead us to the next question. I want to know, either in your time as pre-HO or during-HO, what is 
the the drama or controversy that you found the most ridiculous in PBE? The most ridiculous, like, what do you mean by ridiculous? Like, it was ridiculous as in... We shouldn't be having a conversation about this. It's not worth getting upset about. Okay. Um... <sighs> hmm. I mean, nah, that's a hard one. Something that was... I mean, this probably isn't really what you're looking for, but, like, because, you know, when I think about this, I think about a lot of drama. A lot of the drama that I'm privy to is like HOGM drama. drama sure. That is not something that the rest of the league needs to deal with. <laughs> and there's, there's been a, there was a lot of drama in HOGM chat. It's not not the last few seasons, but when early on when I was in HO, and I was definitely part of the problem of when rule proposals would be rolled out by HO that some GMs wouldn't like, and there was just a lack of civility in the conversations that was just so dumb and unnecessary and frustrating. Where it would be go like we're just we're just talking about a rule, like we can disagree <laughs> about this rule without like insulting each other and and just making stupid jokes sure. it, it just that that was sort of always the dumbest drama in my mind was like rule discussion drama uh it, within within uh ho gm chat have uh have said have said relations improved in recent yes years. Yeah, yeah i think actually things are are very good right now um and and very, the last time that there was really any HOGM drama was when we raised the cap a couple of seasons ago, and the GMs were not fans of that, legitimately. And I think that in, in retrospect, we probably raised the cap too much. Um, right. And, you know, but I think that they were not polite in the way that they expressed that they disagreed with the cap raise and, and sure. got frustrated. So that, that was the last time there was any sort of real disagreement. I think, you know, of late, it's been a pretty friendly and, and productive relationship. Good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah. I think for me, it's when, you know, it just like, it, it's more disheartening to me when one person is trying to be reasonable and the other person just responds with like, why are you mad, bro? Just a game. Yeah. Like it, I would almost rather both sides are just so upset that they're just talking nonsense about like your mom goes to college. Like I'd, I'd rather it's just nonsense insults back and forth than one person like tries to be civil about it and the other person's like, "Well, man, it's just a game. You gotta calm down." What? I was just asking for a clarification on your points. I don't understand. I guess we're done talking. I don't know. Yeah, you know, and part of the problem too is that like we do all this on Discord, right? And it's it's like text messages where like you the the uh the tone does not come through so there's you know like another another good example of like dumb drama that just got way overblown that and this was largely my fault was when simo and i had a giant fucking conflict over and i don't know how much this definitely spilled into management general i'm not sure how much the the league at large was aware of it but he it was over fantasy stuff and I felt that he had done something disrespectful 
and had basically like said he was going to ignore some rules about fantasy and I didn't like that. And so then I decided I wasn't going to pay him for fantasy and it became a whole thing. And it, it, it was just dumb. It was just sort of the thing where like, ultimately it was because I misinterpreted something that he wrote that like was meant as a joke. And I didn't realize it was a joke because you don't get toned through discord and it was just stupid. So people need to like, sometimes take a breath and be like, okay, I, I may, it's very easy to not kind of get what people are really saying. Yeah. I think, uh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say that's, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm in the locker room with, uh, Simo and definitely he's got that, that type of personality where he's like, like one-on-one, I have some really engaging and amazing conversations with him, Um, and then sometimes he'll like tell jokes like definitely it's one of those if you haven't had those conversations with him he'll tell a joke and you're like that's not appropriate but because i've talked to him i'm like oh that's just that's that's how he interacts like we're cool this is great so it's yeah. it's definitely one of those like I'm, I'm sure the more you've gotten to know him the more it's like oh yeah that's simo he's hilarious like <laughs> you know yeah. and he and i are good now i mean the 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 benefit of that that argument that we had is that it led directly to him bidding on and winning the the my auction item of the compliments um <laughs> which is you know which was a lot of fun and and now lives on forever as a bot command where anybody can can get the compliments in in uh in the main pbe server but with the you know exclamation mark simo or exclamation mark poe and if uh, you haven't tried one of those i recommend you do it it's a lot that was um that was the only thing that kept me checking pbe discord for a while <laughs> that, was, that was honestly one of my favorite moments of this league. <laughs> I mean, the man literally set an alarm for twice a day. Yeah, and think, and, and would tag me at exactly the same time twice each day. So, but I, it was fine. I just went in and spent like two hours one night writing all the compliments in advance. So I just had I just had them in a word document. <laughs> um, on a similar topic. Uh, is there actually it's not that similar for topic I just lied ignore that okay. uh, is there anything <laughs> in head office that you wanted to get done or pass as a rule but didn't either because you didn't think you could implement it or because it would be too unpopular um yes and no I think that uh so, you know, one of my jobs at head office is that I'm in, I like, I'm the rule book guy. I literally sure. rewrote the entire rule book. Um, and uh, I think that it's way better than it was when I, when I joined the league. Um, one, what was interesting is that rewriting it was something I took on pretty early on in my tenure. And I actually should not have done it because, or I should not have done it then. Because I didn't, I was too new, and I didn't know the league well enough. And in in rewriting it, I I made mistakes, and I did things that had negative repercussions. Um, one great example of that is that there there basically were a lot of kind of unwritten rules, and by taking a rule book that was and basically doubling its length and trying to make it much more rigorous and exact, it it made everybody feel like, oh, okay, now these are the exact rules, and sort of the unwritten rules kind of went out the window. 
And, you know, a big one of those was that backloading contracts used to not be allowed. Yes. And I basically, by rewriting the rule book, inadvertently legalized backloading, which <laughs> then became a big, uh, I think, a big problem. Um, yeah. And there, I mean, I can't even tell you guys how many hours were spent arguing about contract rules in HOGM chat. Um, but just this last week, we successfully got through a packloading ban, um, yeah. which yep. was kind of my one of my top goals before leaving HO. So I'm very, very pleased. Um, I think there's there's the one thing that I didn't do that I would have liked to do um, is for a long time, I've thought about the fact that the TPE minimum scale needs to be fixed. Um, there was actually a GM rule proposal about it uh, a couple of months ago, and we discussed it a whole lot. And basically, basically, it's on pause. It's like going to be an HO project, but it's probably going to wait for the balancing team to do some rebalancing of the pitcher arches first. Yeah. But, but you know, basically, the problem is that you know a, a thousand TPE player costs like what 1.5 million less than a 1500 TPE player, but is like nowhere near as good. Sure. So it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's an issue and it, and it makes building teams weird and it makes regression weird. And it's just a, a it's a problem. So that's something that I've, you know, I've thought about for seasons and I never kind of had the energy to really try to figure it out. And I, and I feel kind of crappy that I'm like, well, I'm quitting HO. So now, now this is what you, I, I wish that Your that's something yeah, and I I hope they're I hope they're able to figure it out. But it's that's it's a it's a tough nut to crack. And but it's one of the big reasons that we wanted to get backloading banned is that a big problem with backloading. I mean, there's a lot of problems with it, but one big problem with it is that it makes managing the the sort of the cap and and stuff like adjusting TPE minimums really difficult because there's money that kind of is in the future nebulously and can always be in the future. Whereas with it banned now, like whatever's been spent has been spent and you know that, and you kind of know what the maximum that can be done in the future is. And that, that is going to enable us to make the changes that need to be made. Yeah. So it's um, to clarify, it's, is it backloading or frontloading since it's like, if, if any of them are too low, that's what they're no, the front, front loading is still allowed. The, okay. the front loading, yeah, you can front load within the, the same parameters that have already existed where uh, any single season can't be under 50% of the TPE minimum or, uh, or no, excuse me, of so the seasonal average um, or over, God, I can't even remember, is it 150 or 175? I can't remember which one it is right now. Um, so those rules still exist, but it's the, the only rule is that once you have a season that's below the TPE minimum, any later season can't be above it. Hmm. Cool, okay. So so my contract would still be okay. That's good, okay. Yeah, well, and obviously all existing contracts are, are grandfathered in. Gotcha, okay. I got worried for a second there. I was like, oh man, I'm going to have to talk to person, man. It's going to be a whole thing. Yeah, I mean, trying to adjust existing <laughs> contracts would be, I, that's just not, not, not possible. We're just here together, insider information. <laughs> yeah, we have it. to. We'll have to hire a whole new team f 
uh, of contract uh, renegotiators. <laughs> and, then, and there you go. I'm giving more jobs to the league, Bo. Don't you like that? I don't... Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so the last question I have about uh, your head office tenure. So you've always been associated uh, with PBE fantasy. Yeah. Why did that just kind of like did you just do it once and stick with it or what why is that like your thing uh so i always enjoyed doing fantasy like i you know i thought it was cool i thought like the whole notion that like we're doing fantasy within the league with our fake stats i just it's just hilarious to me um <laughs> and i love that's kind of the thing when i like try to explain the pbe to to people that you know i've never heard about it and then i like say like yeah and then we play fantasy with like the fake stats of our fake players people are that just always blows people's minds and, and I, it's fun so i always like basically what happened is i i can't remember what season it was it was i think pretty early on in my in my uh head office tenure so maybe season 18 or 19 I, i'm not quite sure but it was like the start of the season was getting close and i and i remember being like hmm like i haven't i haven't seen anything about fantasy like what's going on and basically, like, the guy who had been running Fantasy quit, and then, like, there was, like, no, we hadn't hired him. Like, I, I forget if there hadn't been a job post or if there had been a job post, but nobody had applied. But it was basically, like, a week before the season, and, like, Fantasy wasn't happening. And I was like, Johnny, what's going on? He was like, I, I guess it's just not happening this season. And I was like, well, fuck it, I'll, I'll just run it. So I just, you know, basically got a post up and just, you know, downloaded the sheet from the previous year and made a copy of it and started poking around and figuring out how the hell it worked um, and just took it over and, and, and then have done it ever since. And I'm going to keep fantasy as a job. Once I, when I quit a show, I'm not quit as yeah. quitting as fantasy head. <laughs> if you disappeared, I, I don't know if anyone else would even know how to run. <laughs> fantasy. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't particularly trust anybody else to run it at this point. <laughs> You know, I, I respect the confidence in your own abilities compared to the others. Yeah. I, I should um, I should give I should give a lot of credit to Shorax, who basically rebuilt the sheet. I mean, the sheet I we discovered. Like I can do a little bit of Excel, Google Sheet stuff, but I'm not like an expert with the formulas. Sure. I I can I can, but I can like usually look at a formula and kind of figure out what it's doing. And looking at it, I realized, like, oh, shit, like, this shit isn't even really calculating stuff properly. Like, it was not, you know, doing stuff like accounting for sacrifice flies correctly when doing on base percentage. And it, it just, there was a bunch of shit where it just was not actually doing all the math that it should have been doing properly. So I was like, we need to fix this, and, and it could be so much prettier and better, and, and uh Shorax, I know I got Shorax to come on board the fantasy team, and and he has spent a lot of hours, um, and now it's just you know it's it's beautiful and it and it does a lot of cool things and it's and it's actually calculating everything completely accurately, which is which is a lot of fun. So big big props to him. Yeah, and thank you for keeping it going. I'm gonna be honest, my first season in the league, I didn't like fantasy uh, mostly because I didn't know people. And so I did just the random, the forum thing. And then once we started doing groups, it became actually like really fun. Like we just, it, it's an endless source of banter and nonsense talk. And 
uh, kind of an additional investment, you know, especially when your team isn't doing super well or your player's not doing super well. You can be like, well, let's check my fantasy team and see how they're doing. So it's like it's kind of like a distraction if, if, yeah. if your player isn't doing it. It's really cool, so I appreciate that. Yeah, I think... I think group signups and group signups weren't my idea. I forget who I forget somebody suggested them and was like, we should really do these. Um, and I, my initial reluctance was, I was like, ah, oh, it's going to make it kind of like people just can just create a group and then throw the group so that one person has all the best players and, you know, wins the top overall. And, but nobody has ended up really doing that. I don't think. Um, and, and so it's, 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 it's been a big improvement to be honest. Like I'm very tempted just to, say that everybody has to do a group sign up or huh. or maybe saying you could sign up on the forums individually but then like you're going to have to create a group and and do it on discord because the, the managing the forum drafts is just a hassle and there's always a couple groups where people you know kind of don't draft and it becomes it's just they're a hassle we'll see we we'll probably keep doing them the big you want you guys want a little preview of the the next big idea in fantasy? Sure. So this comes from I believe Sorry is the one that's been asking me about it. And forgive me if I'm thinking misthinking that. And it's probably not going to happen next season, but maybe the season after is that you know, when fantasy started there were I, I think it's been around since there were six teams. So Five-person groups made a lot of sense because there just weren't that many players. But we've got we got a lot of players right now, and we could probably do ten-team fantasy groups. Hmm. So that is sort of the next thought of probably probably if we did it, it would be that we'd do both, where you could be like, I want to do a you know like it is now, or I want to sign up for a league with with ten people in it, um, which would be a lot more challenging because you're going to end up having to dig deep into the player pool to find, you know, people that are any good if you're, if, if there's, you know, 10 teams in a group. Uh, but that's, that's kind of the next idea that might happen. Oh my gosh. Uh, well, I mean that, I the, like... the scouting process alone, that's just, I, I feel like I'm looking at the matrix at that point. <laughs> no, I, I think, <laughs> I think that could be fun. I think it's one of those things where, um, as a younger player, that's exciting because then you might actually get picked up. And I think yeah. for for players, you know, who are only like four or five seasons in, to actually get picked in fantasy would be like a huge. Even if if just one person picks them, that could be a huge bump and and keep them invested. So that could be really cool. Yeah, I mean, I definitely at the same time though, it's kind of cool for being picked in fantasy to be this a special thing. Like I remember when I, the first season I got picked and I, that was cool. That was like, Oh shit, I'm good enough to be picked in fantasy. This, like I've made it, <laughs> you know, that's, uh, that's the goal, which is, um, why someone drafted me despite being seven hundred two. Well, you do. <laughs> I'm just joking about how terrible our group is. It's intentional. Don't worry. Um, so, I wanted to know uh, now. Now, where the last few questions are more centered around the present, uh, why are you retiring from head office, and how much do you think the league has changed since you started? Um. All right. Why am I retiring? Um. I'd say there's sort of two reasons. One is 
just the time commitment is a lot. Um, sure. It doesn't even necessarily have to be, to be honest. Like I, I could spend, I could be in head office and spend half the time on it that I do, but, but like that's sort of my nature is I'm not, I'm kind of all or nothing. Um, so, you know, if, if I felt like I was capable of staying in the head office, but cutting my hours that I spend on it by 50%, I would do that. But I know that, I know that's not realistic. So I kind of just have to quit. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's time to spend a little more time on focusing on family and other things. Um, so there's that. There's also just some like, just feelings of being a little burnt out. Um, it's, it, you know, it's, it's a hard job in some ways. It, it's, you know, people say that being in the head office, you're underappreciated. I don't know that's actually true. Like, I feel like I get a good amount of appreciation, but, but it's hard. It's, 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 you know, as a GM, you do a lot of work and if, and if it, that work can pay off in a championship, HO, it can't really pay off in anything. So, you know, there's some, there's some burnout to it. Um, and then there's also like sort of the last part piece was that I feel like I've kind of accomplished a lot of what I wanted to accomplish. Um, the the rule books in a really good place. Uh, the leagues in a really good place. Um, so that's kind of to to use that as a segue into the the second part of the question. Uh, the league has changed a lot since I joined, and I credit most of that to the work that Hummus has done. Um, you know, stuff like you know. Uh, introducing moderators to the streams and doing the predictions and kind of hyping that up and making the streams much more interactive. The streams are a hundred times better than they were when I joined. I also would give person man and Enoch um, a good amount of credit for that. Um, obviously the league is bigger, you know, from 10 to 16 majors teams is a, is a big, big difference. Um, and I, I love the 16 team format. It's it just feels feels right having so the sure. two conferences and the and the four divisions just is it's a nice balance um so it's nice to have gotten the league there uh i think that you know like we touched on earlier sort of gm ho relations are a lot better than they were and i think gm to gm relations are a lot better there's really has not been that much drama the last few seasons um and everybody loves drama to some degree but like it also can be bad and there hasn't there hasn't really been any bad drama sort of since sure. the Maui situation um so you know I, I feel like the league's in a great place the the challenge as always is is recruitment and sort of keeping keeping it up I, I kind of personally feel like 16 teams is perfect and and that I would like recruitment just to sort of be enough to keep it at this level which I hope we can do um and I, you know, I have, but I'm, I'm, I feel good about, about the state of the league right now. Yeah. From like a process perspective, it would be good if this was considered capacity and then we just found, um, like either other ways to engage people more in the minors, maybe changed around the TPE structures in some way or something like that, because like, yeah, it just, it's so pretty. It's so pretty having 16 teams. <laughs> it's just, it just works out so easy. I mean, it would. The biggest thing is, it, it would be great if people could be good, or at least not garbage, a little earlier in their careers. So that you know, I think that's sort of the next big challenge for HO and for the balancing team is to figure that out. Sure. 
<clears throat> Excuse me, just a second. I had to clear my throat there. Um, so we're we're in the home stretch now. I have two more questions for you. Mm-hmm. So if you, as you retire, do you think you'll have a legacy in this league? If that's even like the sort of thing you care about, you know, I mean, you were talking about how head office, there isn't like a reward for working hard in head office. Like there is winning a championship as a player. Um, But, but do you think that your hard work in head office will be remembered and like glorified? Um, yeah, well, I think that the, you know, the thing that's going to do that is the, this latest, uh, new innovation that we are introducing the GM and user hall of fames. Um, and, uh, you know, I expect that I will probably end up in that user hall of fame. Um, (laughs) sorry, like I could be modest and be like, Oh. But no, no, I, I, think, I totally I think, agree. Like that's I fair. think I'll probably I think I'll probably end up there. So like that that's pretty cool. Um and, and like that makes me happy and I'll I'll definitely enjoy that and enjoy that recognition. So um and I think that, you know, definitely my legacy lives on through the rule book and sort of having much more established procedures and, and beyond the rule book, there's just I did a lot of kind of formalization of processes, stuff like having all contracts reviewed by HO and approved, having trades reviewed by HO and approved. Um, The, you know, there's the rule book has a very specific method for how to handle rule proposals from the GMs, which wasn't really being followed when I joined. And like that is now followed the way that it should be. Um, the you know majors waivers process, which albeit is not actually important, but was not really followed and is now followed correctly. So there's a lot of kind of Im- legacy improvements that I think will you know hopefully they'll continue once I leave HO. But if they do, I can kind of look at it and go, well, uh, great, this is good. This stuff happens to some degree because I helped make it happen. Hmm. And all that stuff, I think makes the league run better and it's you know it's sure. good stuff <laughs> yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean to some extent um it's the the legacy of just making the league a better place is a legacy in itself you know i mean like even far away from winning awards or being recognized um i would i would hope and from what i know of head office who are a lot of very good people uh that they are there you know, because they think they can improve the league. <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and uh, I always question of our first ever podcast uh why is jody groundball so now so uh, this one is very open-ended so feel free to take your time to think about it but um after all of these seasons and everything that you've put into head office and fantasy 
what does PVE mean to you? Man, it, he's he's gonna really think about it. Or his internet's dying. It's one. It of the could two be sure. one or the other. Yeah, because he was uh, he was cutting out there a second. <laughs> Man, that would be be pretty anticlimactic. Or maybe he just had the same <laughs> issue you did. Yeah. Yep, having the same thing I did. Hello. Hi, Po. Oh. You good? Yeah, I I I felt like I was still connected, but then I wasn't hearing anything, so I disconnected and reconnected. I yeah, you were getting a bit of robot on us. Ah, ah, sorry. Okay, what was uh, where did we leave off? What did what? Uh, I... You hear my last question, or ought I repeat it? Uh, repeat it because I I think I heard it, but I've forgotten it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pretty open one, uh, so take your time to answer. But after all of these seasons, as a player and a head office member, what does PBE mean to you? Uh, what does PBE mean to me? Uh, uh, oh, there it goes again. <laughs> the internet's dying again. <laughs> Come on, Foe, I believe oh, in you. We're so close. <laughs> you hear me? Hi, Bo. A little bit. It's like synth voice, though. It's like you got auto tune. Uh, I think my I think my internet is is pooping out on me a little bit. The very last question, too. Yeah, of course. <laughs> um, I'm not sure what to do about it. I mean, you're okay for the moment. Okay, I'll try to answer. Yep. Again, like to be cliched because it is, but the cliche is true. Like. The PB is about the community, ultimately. Um, it's it's hard as, as, you know, I'm in my 40s, like I mentioned earlier. Like, you don't really meet people and make friends that much at my age. Um, so it's cool to, like, and I do think there's a distinction between, like, real-life friends and online friends. But but I think that online friends are friends. Like I think it's real. It's different, but it's real. And to have this chance to make this giant group of new friends um, at this. Oh man! No, it, it was so wholesome. He was so wholesome. <laughs> no. What can I say? It's the PB is a special place. Um, sure. I love I love baseball. And so sort of getting to do this fun fake baseball thing and and have this great community, it's it's been really it's been a really, really great uh, almost two years. I'm like I joined on a September 13th, 2019. So I'm just, wow. uh, you know, a little over a week short of two real life years. We'll uh, throw a party. Yeah. Yeah. And I yeah. and I'm I will be around. I mean, I. I actually have vague thoughts in my head that maybe, you know, maybe I'll go back to the head office someday. Maybe sure. a real life year from now, I'll, if they, if they want me, maybe I'll, maybe I'll feel re-energized and rejoin. Maybe not. We'll see. But I, you know, I definitely intend to be around for, for a long time. That's uh that's very good to hear. I think, um, I mean, it's, it's a tough question to ask because, you know, the, the way these sim leagues work is, one day you're like, oh, that sounds cool. So you click a link and then suddenly um, you're 10,000 words deep into a, <laughs> into a fake baseball league run over a website, you know? So 
it's definitely it's it's crazy how much this league can impact a person. So, all right, uh, I think uh, I think we're gonna wrap up here. So first, I want to thank uh, Poe. You've been amazing. Well, thanks for having me. I really I'm I am uh, appreciative and honored to be the the first guest in this series, and I look forward to listening to future iterations. Yeah, I I have um I have two planned that we're not going to announce just yet, but I think they're really going to be uh, almost as good as this one. But <laughs> I don't think we can top this one anytime soon. This was great. Uh, and then I want to give a, a shout out to uh, probably my best friend in this league, Mr. Cantherion, uh, for being here, for recording, uh, for being a great dude. So thank you, too. I mean... We're, we're violating our rule of not complimenting people to their faces, but, um, you know, I, so Poe, yeah, great, great to get to know you and hear your story. That's the, like, this is literally my favorite part of these podcasts is when we get to get that oral history and kind of perpetuate it and, and learn these things. And, and yeah, Dom, I, you know, we, we goof around a lot, but, uh, definitely you keep me invested in this league, um, uh, mostly because you're just a genuine person <laughs> it's it's like it's <laughs> a genuine person on the internet is weird so so thank you for for that for keeping me engaged i appreciate you all right thank you that actually that means a lot uh but we will have plenty of time to talk about how great we are in dms later so uh, <laughs> so uh this has been uh crush fam 1.5 serious business uh, from me, uh, retired head office member Poe, and retired cool guy, Cantherion. Uh, everyone have a great day, and thanks so much for tuning in. Thanks All for right. having me. Yeah, bye-bye.